to be honest with you, I did not actually sample this when I opened it, opened it up. So this was my first time listening to this uh, remix of the F1 theme for all of you listeners out there, including yourselves, Marianne and Walter here. I'd, 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 this was pretty up there. I'd, I'd, I'd give it a good... And is it called anything more creative than just the F1 theme remix? No, it's quite literally just F1 theme, but it's synthwave. So okay. there we go. The F1 theme is usually only good for the first like 30 somewhat seconds and then the last like 20, 30 seconds because that's the, everyone, whatever it seems is like when you watch it on TV, that's what you get. That's what you get. So the middle section is kind of, no one really knows it actually exists. And so this is the, the middle part and everything, but pretty solid. I w- I'd give it a listen to again if I was bored. Well, even again, but <laughs> of course, if you're listening to the F1 theme on the radio here on Civil 101.7 FM in Abbotsford and streaming live to CIVL.ca on the traditional territory of the Stalo First Nations, you're listening to the F World with me, Taryn Midzane, Marianne Routier, and our always our guest host, kind of the Andy Richter to our Conan O'Brien. I'll take that. Uh, Walter Foreman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so. good to be back. I think between uh, some busyness, some illness, and a provincial holiday, I uh, missed uh, several Mondays in a row. So it's good to be yes. back here on a Monday talking to the two of you and to all the listeners there about the uh, recent race. Yes, the recent race where, where, you know, I was proven one thing, that sometimes if you wish upon a star, dreams do come true, and Lewis Hamilton will get P2. The Mercedes got... A double podium finish, their first of the season, and probably, honestly, the only of the season. But there did you actually pick him to finish in P2? No, don't start with that, because you know. I think <laughs> one person in this room did. You did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You, so you I, said P2. But I was, uh, I was, I was too accurate on that, but yeah. uh, way off on my uh, third place finisher, I picked uh, Stroll. Stroll, yeah. yeah. I, speaking of that, though, I don't know what happened to Aston Martin. They They looked really off during the race. Yeah, maybe too much damage uh, going over the, the gravel in, in yeah. the various practices and qualifying. The car just didn't look fast, and that is a fast car. So that, either they got the setup completely wrong, or they had some damage, or both. Yeah, I kind of like to think that once they knew that Fernando wasn't going to really get his win, they kind of just like stopped caring. Because it kind of, I mean, they obviously didn't, but that's kind of what it felt like to me in a way that just like they knew they weren't going to get what they wanted. Let's just secure some points and whoop and la di da. There you go. Yeah, I mean, without knowing what the issues were that were causing them to be slower than they had been in the previous races, it's it's really hard to say. I I haven't seen anything from the team that really uh, speaks to what the issues may have been. You like to think that any team is always pushing for the maximum, but it could be that what we saw from the team in uh, Barcelona maybe that was the maximum for whatever reason. Yeah, I really don't know, Marianne. Your thoughts as 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 the residential like I want nothing but more but La- La- Fernando Alonso to do well I, I this I season. Yeah. That it needs to start near the front to end near the front. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of overtaking and and all of those things, and I think that um getting the undercar all wrecked up with the gravel and everything the what was it q1 um just kind of messed them up for the rest of the the qualifying and then starting so far back it was just a challenge to get ahead um yeah i i i i concur i i don't concur or i agree with that i 
That's what concur yeah. means. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. sweet. I thought concur was just like, <laughs> yeah. I thought concur was more like, I concede your point, you know, type of thing. But um, yeah, I, concur. I think that just, yeah, something wasn't something wasn't quite, to use Walter's term, dialed yeah. in. I was surprised, though, that, you know, he was, what, two seconds behind Stroll? And he's like, oh, I'm not going to push, though. Yeah, because, see, that's the thing. I think that he just, that it, it proves that, for, that as long as Fernando Alonso gives Stroll the positions, Stroll will score points. Um, Ouch! I mean, that's what's been proven. No, that's that's <laughs> fair. Know, but, but yeah, no, my my, I was just surprised. It seemed a little bit out of character. Like, yes, he's got you know the whole Big Brother act that he's been doing with Lance Stroll all season, but like to go as far as being like, yeah, I'll just let him have a position above me. I'll just. Well, he was already in that position, so I think Alonso was just saying to the team that listen. Uh, rather than risk any damage to the cars, it's just more important, I guess, you know, that for Alonso, just to bring it home as it was. You know, he could he could have probably passed a stroll, but to what end? Two more points for him, no difference to the team, and the possibility of, you know, coming together or some sort of problem and, and then losing points for the team. So I think at the end of the day, he may have done a quick cost-benefit analysis and thought, well, he can probably earn more goodwill from the powers that be at that team by just saying, hey, listen, I'm going to stay put, not going to pressure Lance, no no change to the team, and really not a big change to him. But we also have to recall, I think, that Lance himself had said something similar in a past race. I don't recall which race it was, but I do seem to have something in my mind that says yes. And at then, one point, Lance had said he's not going to bother uh, pushing uh, Fernando. Yeah, and then Fernando's answer was like, why not? Give him a go. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that, that's right. And I remember we did talk about that too as well. He can try, I think, yeah. is, is maybe what Alonso said or something to that effect. Um, interesting, though, talking about qualifying with that car, I think certainly Alonso had qualified, uh, I think, his worst perhaps this year uh, down yeah. in eighth. Did he qualify? Ninth. Yeah, but ninth, ninth, ninth be, yeah. but then with yeah. oh the penalties, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, that's definitely I think that. But Stroll's qualifying for Barcelona, I think, was sixth, which is tied for his best of this season. So yeah, yeah. you know, he was I guess on pace for and him, yeah. and he had a really good opening. Like he he overtook Lewis, had yeah. a good had used used the parts of the track where the car was the strongest and was able to do that, but then. I felt that obviously, you know, even like when DRS even was enabled on lap three, um, Lewis was still about a second, like a little bit over a second behind, but he obviously made up the diff, the made the difference up. And I felt like after ever since then, like after the really nice opening, I just don't know why it just felt really. It just they looked Aston Martin just looked really off. Yeah, I I questioned their tire choices to start the race and their strategy throughout the race. Their their tire choices seemed to be out of phase with most of the other teams. Except which, for Ferraris, which sometimes, well, yeah, <laughs> which but is you not expect a good sign. them exactly right. <laughs> exactly. If you're a lot, exactly. Yeah. And I think also we saw again the tires were, if I can say it this way, too good. You know, they were just better than expected. The mediums were arguably the best tire. The softs weren't really giving the advantage that you might expect. And so I, I think maybe a multitude of factors at play for Aston Martin, but I, I think the tires uh, being one of them, maybe they weren't really expecting or they didn't react to the reality of the situation. Uh, maybe they yeah. were making their decisions based on data, which of course they often do, but nevertheless, you're right. They were slow um, and hopefully we'll see them return to form because it's been exciting to watch Alonso 
um, coming up on the podiums, you know, throughout the year. And hopefully we'll see more from Stroll as well to keep that uh, team in contention. But they are in the constructors. They're third now. Third, yeah. But yeah. not too far behind, you know, Mercedes uh, is in second, which is impressive. They're probably 40 or 50 points. No, not quite. Yeah. Um, Mercedes is second with a 152. Aston Martin is third with 134. Oh, okay. So, so like just under points. Yeah, just under 20. points. Yeah. 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 So, which I mean, it's still it that it's still everyone's game for for second. Yeah. Um, obviously not first, but for for second, definitely anyone's still game. So, had we seen sort of up to now the more standard, if you will, finishing for Aston Martin and Mercedes respectively, we mm-hmm. we could have seen Aston Martin maybe second in the championship. Because if you had Alonso on the podium, that'd mean one less Mercedes. Yep. Yeah. And if you had Stroll, you know, well, I guess we assume where he did. It would definitely be a yeah, lot closer. It would have been, I mean, it's yeah. pretty close as it is now at 16 yeah. points, but it would have been even closer or have Aston Martin in second in the constructors, which would be quite I, I remarkable. Think, I think they probably still would have been second. Yeah. That's yeah. remarkable. Because, yeah, there's, there's so many points that they didn't really get. Exactly. Uh, that, so. Like, yeah. Get on them for the upgrades. Because uh, I think Taryn and I were talking about this last week, um, and you weren't sure about you know how beneficial the upgrades were because of how they performed in Monaco. But like, can you say that again? <laughs> I love no. it. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, my French is slipping. I but, don't. I, um, I don't. I never want it to not slip. No, though, but, but after, I know you do. After the race in Monaco, like you, you were kind of like oh the upgrades don't seem to be doing that great for mercedes and i told you to wait for this race did i not i want to i want to just i want to just yeah sure bathe in smugness right yeah now. <laughs> no no but like but i i i think the, my point was like because i always agreed with you that that monaco is not really the place to bring upgrades they just had so much demand to put them in yeah and with emila being canceled yeah and and i and i, I always agree i agree you were 100 percent right though that barcelona would show like what it really was capable of especially with this barcelona which was a faster barcelona than than normal yeah. um which was really great i thought this was a far better uh race in barcelona that we've seen for a while because of the, the faster corners and yeah, I wanted I wanted to know Walter what your uh, what your take on the change of turn thirteen. Yeah, we Taryn and I touched on this in the qualifying episode. I think the drivers, at least in qualifying at that point, were enjoying it, and I think the same held true in the race. Myself as a spectator, I enjoyed it because I think it did lead to better racing, quicker times, certainly. And to, in my opinion, yeah, Barcelona is not typically that exciting of a race. And I would say that the race, this past race on Sunday here in Abbotsford, was more exciting than past uh, Barcelona's that that I've seen. So mm-hmm. I, I think the change has been a good one. And then also just coming back to what you mentioned about upgrades, you know, we had been talking about Aston Martin, and then you meant, and, and of course Mercedes at the same time, and you mentioned upgrades. And I thought you were referring to the Aston Martin upgrades. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 but it's clear that it was the Mercedes, Mercedes upgrades. Right. But I wonder. Did Aston have upgrades at Barcelona? And if they did, well, maybe that's the issue. Maybe the, maybe they just got the updates oh, wrong. maybe. Right? Um, I didn't look here. into that. I, I think that I they did. They um, we, we were talking about this in quality, and, and they didn't I can't bring, remember what we said. Maybe they, they didn't? They didn't bring a lot. Okay. Um, upgrades. Well, I guess that's good then, because it would be a shame if they did bring upgrades, yeah. and then that was the cause of their you know lack of pace uh, in the race and in qualifying. But I, I think it was just they were out of sorts, and then the damage probably sustained to the cars 
you know, going across the I mean, a lot of aluminum okay. tape by the end of Q3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they apparently, they did bring upgrades. They brought a, pretty much a whole new front section mm-hmm. um, that were supposed to give them two-tenths per lap mm-hmm. faster. Uh, so they gave them a new front wing uh, to finish, to specifically handle the, uh, said like they say here, to handle the load of when they launch into corners. Okay. And to turn and to fill, in, that's yeah. called. Turn in. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I think it's the load, ma- the weight and load okay. management is how they, yeah. th- in the article on, on the, on the yep. race.com, they're talking about this, uh, local load, like performance load management into, into, into turn corners. So turns, yeah. Uh, so that included a new, like some, some new element elements along the front wing edges and then a new end plate, end plate design. Um, okay. And they brought a new rear wing kind of, plate and a slight upgrade to their beam wing is what okay. they say so they did bring upgrades so yeah and boy. the fir- and the first team to change the beam wing hmm. so like I specifically wonder. so i wonder if it's just like they and yeah i think you're right i think just maybe just a tuning thing maybe it'll be very interesting to see in the next race in montreal so and also interesting back-to-back home races for that team right alonzo's yeah. home race uh this past weekend and then two weeks from now or roughly yeah, let's see what home race for Lance. So it'll be really interesting mm-hmm. to see what they do if they continue with that or if they revert back to the the former uh, pieces Patches. on that car. I, I don't so. know. I think they'll. I think they will. They'll tweak it. Just well, I hope so. Because and what's going to be very interesting is that the seeing that now they're the first team to really do a lot to the rear wing, and I think a lot of teams are waiting to see what teams sure. do. I know sure. um, uh, Mercedes has said some weeks ago. That they were looking to do a rear wing change up and beam wing change up with to go along with their new diffuser box that they put in uh, some some time ago. I think they, I think they brought a new diffuser as well as their new floor with um, Monaco. Uh, so more upgrades coming in, but I think Mercedes and, and Aston Martin seem to be the first of the kind of that end part, the rear part of the major rear part design. Yeah. Seem to be the first kind of iteration of what teams are trying to do. And then, of course, speaking of upgrades, we saw the ugliest Ferrari uh, out there. And uh, I mean, obviously, so much of that is Ferrari pulling Ferrari and giving both their their drivers terrible tire choices. Mm. But I don't know. It it didn't look like they have a lot of defense. I um, I'll admit that they were so unremarkable that I didn't even notice Ferrari during the race. (laughs) That's pretty harsh, I, honestly. I, I, I know, and I feel awful for saying it, but the reality was, like, I was I was looking at Yuki Tsunoda. I was looking at Stroll and Alonso. I was looking at, you know, um, Hamilton and Russell. Uh, Russell's radio chatter, by the way, I'm just loving for this race. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't I didn't really notice well, signs of Leclerc, no- like, past but- the first lap. Yeah, I mean, I we didn't. I I expected Leclerc to come through the field a bit more. Yeah, uh, he did. He gained some places, but I think not as many as well. Certainly, he would have liked in the team, and and not even as many as I I expected. And then Science, we did see him fall back, which is honestly what I thought would happen. I I thought that they had a good qualifying. Same with McLaren. You know, they had the setup for quality, but uh, the race pace just wasn't there, especially for McLaren. They really fell back. But Sainz, uh, you know, he said he gave it its all, his all, as they hopefully always do. His home race, always pressure with that. Um, end of the day, yeah, something wasn't right with that car. But arguably, you could say something was less right with Leclerc's because 
he qualified so poorly and couldn't really make his way through the field like you would hope. Yeah. Again, it'll be interesting in Montreal to see um, see how they do. I think that see we because I thought that like Leclerc made his way through the field pretty okay kind of what i expected him to get <laughs> pretty to. okay doesn't cut it in f1 yeah uh, I think, yeah and that's that's the thing right when you look at a lot of the overtaking that was happening a lot of the the battles that were happening for like 13th and 7th place and stuff like that um leclerc and signs after a point i don't know if maybe uh they gave them less camera time because they were just doing all right mm-hmm. but they were unremarkable and because there were other remarkable things happening, I think in me, for me, I've got the object permanence of a three year old. So if I don't see something for an extended period of time, I forget it exists. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened with Ferrari and me for this race is that they weren't the the commentators weren't focused on them a lot. Um, the cameras weren't focused on them a lot. There was so much other stuff happening that was mm-hmm. more entertaining or remarkable or not remarkable or really bad right and they were just so middle field that i didn't really notice them yeah um i i I think i think so too and i think so much of the overtaking uh specifically with science i think was more done through pit stops as Mm -hmm. other teams went in and changed their pit stops that he was able just to warm up the tires um leclerc yeah, I agree. Like he he made a couple good ones that that they showed, and when I rewatched the race uh, again just to to get some more notes, he had a, he had some nice ones, but like you said, like nothing too spectacular. And and yeah, I don't. I think there were other stories throughout that race that were better than Charles Leclerc. I also think, but however that said, I do think that if Ferrari hadn't put him back onto hard tires for some odd reason. So like, cause they, I think they started him on 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 hard tires. They pulled him in. I want to see the pit stops here. Um, obviously the first one was was Lando Norris with that touch. Uh, where's Charles Leclerc? Yeah, they pulled him in on lap sixteen, right after uh, Carlos Sainz, which again, mm. bizarre one there. So they must have both started on softs. Sainz, so, I think, started. started off on softs. Yeah, um, and then went went on to mediums. I think Charles started off on softs too and then right. went to hards. Interesting. And then he went to, and then they put him back onto hards. Where did he go? And he did one again on lap 41. I'm trying to see if he did another for, I'm just, I'm just yeah, I'm trying to see where he did. Yeah. Yeah, they put him, and then they put, yeah, okay, so if lap 41, and then the lap 41, I guess like that's around the time, the time window of hard, of, of the last hard pit stop. But they could have put him back onto the mediums were showing well that they were had pace but, going long and and I was, think that was unexpected. I mean that's the only way you can really explain why if if indeed they did. Can we just make sure that Leclerc started on the softs? Because if they did, I mean that's a little bit odd to me. Yeah, they don't. I'm at a point with Ferrari where I kind of nothing seems right, but I've stopped questioning it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's a form of complacency that it's, I have. It's the with Stockholm them, syndrome. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of you know they make they make some weird calls sometimes, and my brain has defaulted to the rationale of like, yeah, but it's Ferrari. Yeah, the, <laughs> if, if they did start Leclerc on softs, I, I'm not sure I see the uh, the reasoning in that. I mean, Carlos makes sense up at the front. He wants to get a, a good start, get away, maybe challenge yeah. for the lead. You know, get positions. 
But for Leclerc, he could be in it for the long haul in what should be a faster car. You know, obviously, I think, obviously, I think, it's my feeling that the the mediums were performing better than most people expected. So mm-hmm. Ferrari didn't maybe didn't have that data, but had, in hindsight, they started him on the medium. Maybe then we would have saw, uh, would have seen Leclerc move through the field better. Yeah. Um, but as it was, we saw George Russell moving through the field, I think was quite impressive. I think he, he made had... a, a lot of places, had some good overtakes. And I know, Taryn, you and I were talking about how maybe, you know, he's not as comfortable with that car, the upgrades, but he's certainly... If that was the case, and we don't know, but if it was, well, he's adjusted quite well because he looked pretty good in that car. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, double podium, as you said. And and Lewis, too, although qualifying much better than than George, also had a strong drive and and made some good overtakes. Mm -hmm. I think... I I think... I think uh, Fernando Alonso said this in uh, Australia where he's like, don't, like... Mercedes sometimes sandbags a little bit. They usually have very good race pace. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we've always seen is that they might qualify P5, P6, P7-ish, not look so great, maybe not have a great performance in there, but they've always looked very racy and very, like, fresh out of the gate on race on Sunday. Well, since they've gone to the zero, the new car. The new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even even then, like, like even Miami, which was a fun, like, kind of technical race, they made some good good moves, and and it looked better. And obviously, Australia, which was a a uh, front-end loaded racetrack, obviously looked very good for that, that, w w14 mark one but yeah ever since they got the new upgrades they look they are looking better and they looked a little, but they looked di- almost very different from practice and even qualifying then on to sunday yeah so, no sunday was a a, a different game for yeah. sure M- my my favorite one was was uh russell saying it's raining it's going to start raining i know I, I, I was saving that for my highlight because yeah that was that was just amazing. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, never mind. I think it's just my helmet and sweat. Yeah, it was it was um I think it was his race engineer that said it. Yeah, Russell, I think it's just sweat off your obviously. Like, yeah, I think it definitely is, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was and again we talked about this in quality at uh, the quality episode. I was I was hoping for some rain, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, just so we could see what might happen. And I, I think a lot of drivers might have been hoping for some rain as well. Uh but as it was, it, it didn't materialize at all. And I, I think I mean, maybe that explains some of the team's tires' choices, perhaps. Maybe they were expecting rain and just didn't get it. It's possible. Yeah. We all got teased with it with Monaco, so... Right. Yeah. Well, and, and there was some some precipitation in, in, in throughout the weekend in Barcelona. Yeah, and they were, they were showing the maps at one point. Like, it was just outside of the reach of the track, but it was, like, pouring. Um, yeah, and it just never made it to the circuit itself, as you say. So, um, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, and these things happen. I, I I can't find anything that says what tire, what direct tires they started on. Um, I'm trying to find like a restart of the race that I could see. Well, no, no sense, you know, investing a lot of time in it. Safe yeah. to yeah. say, whatever tire it was, it wasn't the right one. Yeah, it just it, yeah, <laughs> or or whatever they changed to didn't make any sense either. Yeah. I'm I'm still kind of more confused about Six. Carlos Sainz's first pit stop because. The entire time they were talking, and I actually went on and I checked the, the onboards, and there's nothing much that we missed in terms of when they were asking him, "What do you like?" And he's like, "I'm fine. The pace is good. I can push on this. I have a lot of like my tires fine. It's not going. I can go." And then he said, "Oh, we're going to box this lap." And he kind of goes like, and he legitimately says, "What? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why now?" A few yeah. drivers were saying that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, b- both of them were asking specifically Ferrari, so it's just, uh, Ferrari. Weird. But mm. yeah. Um. You want to ask me something? No, that I was saying it's weird. 
Oh, okay. Ferrari yeah. just makes weird calls. I, I think they I think uh they just take like a D twenty, like and roll the dice and kinda of go like, ah, this pit stop, this strategy now and like <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> they're not <laughs> so, playing Formula One anymore, they're playing D and D. Yeah, it's just in the background, they're not even really trying to strat- strategize anymore. But yeah. Ferrari. So Yeah. Yay, Ferrari. Uh Perez. You know, we were, all, I think, some, Walter, you and I were kind of questioning where Paris was going to be. Yeah, he's in a Red Bull, but P11 to P4, still pretty good, but, like, he needed that. He, well, I mean, he did need that, but it's a shame that he needed that because he shouldn't be qualifying where he qualified. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think you and I agreed that he will come through the field, and I think we also predicted he would not make it to the podium, and that's indeed what happened. He ended up being... What, a couple seconds off the podium, if I'm not mistaken? Roughly two, two and a half seconds. Um, So we know that's a fast car because look at Max, and it is the same car after all. Um, It did come through the field, but yeah, he wasn't challenging for that podium, nor do I think he could have today, um, or that day, rather. I don't know. I think think if it had been a 70 lap, like seventy <laughs> well. plus, I always love like the seventy seventy five lap races because sure. you get a little more. You, obviously, the like, longer race, and I think a little more can happen when you can you can see. Well, more the, laps doesn't mean a longer race; it just means a shorter shorter circuit. The races yeah. are typ- no, yeah. almost always the races yeah. are typically the same distance, similar distance, but when you have more laps, it's usually just a shorter circuit, so less distance per lap. Mm, okay, yeah. Well, which how 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 big is Barcelona? Two point something. Two point seven, three point two. Uh, let's see. Miles or kilometers? Kilometers. If I don't say, I might be right either. Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> Strategic ambiguity. Uh, right? It's four point. You're you're actually pretty right. It's four point six kilometers. So okay. just you were saying like two. I think it's like just shy of three right. miles. One point one point six two five kilometers in a mile. Yeah. So it's. So that's many more miles than kilometers. Oh, okay. Well, whoops. Kilometers are larger. So the bigger the kilometers, the smaller the miles. Smaller the miles, yeah. yeah. So it'd be like... So if it, you said it was 4 point something kilometers? 4.6. Yeah. yeah, so it's roughly three miles. Yeah. Okay. So you're oh, actually okay. you're like pretty on. Oh, that was the other way around. No. Yeah. You're, you're actually pretty on uh, on that one. So there we go. That was a fun time. Uh, but yeah, I, I still... Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just trying to say ambiguity. The ambiguity. Word. Yeah. Ambigu- amber ambiguity. Ambiguity. Yeah, sure. That, we'll give you that Can't. one. Yeah. So what, th- what is it in French? Sorry to put you on the spot. What's the French word for no. ambiguity? Ambiguity. Maybe. 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 Just say it that way then. Sure. Just say it like that. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. That, that could be an an anglicization. <laughs> Moving I'm, on. I can't speak right now. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, where where do we want to move on McLaren? to? I'm down for McLaren. I uh, I felt bad for Norris. You got a little I touch, don't. but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, he's given up on his season, which I I hate to see any driver ever give up, but especially this early. Um, I understand things are not good in that team from what we see, uh, but he, just uh, time and time again in his conferences, in his quotations. I think this time he said something to the effect of, yeah, we finished where I expected we would finish. Yeah. So he's just so down on everything. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, Do you I, maybe he's being a realist. It's fine. It's important to be realistic. But at the same time, you have to maintain your motivation. Um, and we did see Piastri, you know, doing okay. Didn't finish in the points, but, you know, finished in 13th. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, ahead of his teammate. So Yeah, and kind of got held back. I think he probably... I don't know. I like to say that he probably could have gone into the points if he either a had Piastri. 
Yeah, if yeah. he had the A had a faster car, but he also got um, <laughs> well, obviously. I, I think you could say that of anyone. If True. anyone had a faster car, they would have a better chance of being in the points. Uh, who would have thought of that? Right? Yeah, yeah who would have thought of that? But um, I think he got held up a little bit. Um, there, there was a, quite the DRS train in battle, I mean, and honestly, not so much DRS trains in the sense that clearly no one can get past each other because of this. But DRS trains in the in the sense that they just happened. But I think mm-hmm. everything was more. You couldn't really commit to some corners in there, and some people just didn't do that. And I don't, I don't know. There was a lot of like ups and down battles. But speaking of Sonoda, uh, what a kind of disappointing because Pete he finished P twelve pretty good. But yeah, I think he had a good chance to get another points finish, a back to back points finish. Yeah, he was doing really well at one point, and then he kind of trickled back down after a while. I think he had a bad but. pit stop. Maybe it's possible. And Alpine's been having horrible pit stops. I know we're all over the place here, but um, <laughs> well, that's fine. That's, that's the F world. We just do they need a new thing? Jack guy? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Can I don't have the same incentive to be. I think that an issue with the Jack itself. Yeah, that I, was I, I that was that. um yeah. Haas, which I don't oh, really want to go okay. to. Yeah. Haas couldn't. Haas had like they couldn't get it up. Yeah, the the <laughs> second <laughs> exactly right. There you go. So you got you got the giggle. There you go. Um, yeah, they the they're back jack couldn't lift the car and they kept having to yeah they li- as yeah. i said they literally could not get the car up, up yeah <laughs> they kept breaking the jacks and marion can't can't be marion is off the podcast now this episode she's laughing too much <laughs> there she goes there she is. okay no no nope. i'm good i'm good okay we're back and we're back but speaking of alpine you know uh pierre gasly didn't move up at all but kind of but still was able to maintain it um didn't he was wasn't there a grid penalty that got him into the points from somewhere? Didn't uh, someone get a grid penalty? Well, his teammate started with two penalties. You're talking yeah. about Gasly? Gasly, yeah. Well, Gasly's teammate got two penalties. No, Gasly got the two penalties that put him into P10. I thought it was Ocon. No, Ocon, was Ocon. Ocon stayed was like I think P P8 or something. Oh, okay. Well, you've like answered that. your own question. Yeah. yeah. But I don't. I, I but I know. I thought in the race That's someone. I, th- I thought in the race someone got a penalty that took them out of the points and put Gasly back in. Uh, I Yuki wonder if Sonoda. that was Duke. It Yuki was Sonoda, Sonoda got okay. a five-second yeah. time penalty. Okay. Yeah. So Sonoda, Sonoda should have had a – yeah. So I take that back. You, uh, yeah, disappointing because of the penalty, but you, Yuki would have had a double points finish? Yuki would have finished an eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ha- if not for the penalty. Yeah. So what a uh, – uh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. too bad. Yeah, because he seemed to be uh, – I don't know. I I found watching him race this weekend more entertaining than usually. He like was usually in a, it's was entertaining. Sonoda or Gasly? Sonoda, because usually he's entertaining because of his radio chatter and the amount of swearing you get out of it. But <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, but this time around, it was just it was a pleasure to see him like overtake or be part of battles. Sometimes lose him, sometimes win him. Like he was, I don't know. I feel like he was doing. He was on a groove. Mm-hmm. Um. And then to be hit with that five-second penalty and get knocked all the way down. Yeah, terrible. It's, it's it's so not forgiving at their level, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Verstappen's at a point where it's like you can hit him with three of those and he'd still win. Oh, yeah, he was Right, fine. doesn't affect him at all. But as soon as you start looking at, like, seventh place, eighth place, right? Sure. You hit a five-second penalty and that's... That's well, the entire race. I think that's the purpose of a penalty. It's supposed to dissuade you from breaking the rules. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> even my, even out of boredom, but, Max but the penalties. Case. Yeah, he he because he was very close to getting a penalty. Verstappen, that is right. Yeah. He had exceeded track limits the three times. 
The fourth time, you get the black and white flag. The fifth time, you'll get a penalty. Five seconds. Mm-hmm. And so the he commentators the- were even saying, yeah, but if he gets that penalty, it's not going to affect him. Yeah. No. He essentially needs to have three of those penalties, which is, I think is the disqualifying amount. Mm. If you get three, five, like... You- yeah, even three wouldn't have on time. He was still a second and a half. If you add 15 seconds to his time, he still wins. Yeah. yeah um, he, but yeah, if there is a thing where you get three strikes and you're out, then fair enough. Yeah. And I it was odd to me that he was pushing that hard. And even the team, I think, was saying, you know, why? <laughs> I don't think he was, I, I don't think he was pushing that much. I think he was just bored. Well, he was, wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I think I think Verstappen um, is in a cruiser, right? He, sure. He likes the race. And if no one's going to race him, he will race himself. Um, the the interesting thing about Sonoda's penalty, yes, five second penalty. Mm-hmm. So with that five second penalty, he finished. He was the last car on the lead lap. So every car behind him had been lapped. Mm-hmm. Had he not got that five second penalty and finished in around eighth or ninth, the last car on the lead lap would have been Leclerc. Hmm. That means Leclerc was actually in danger of being lapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Ooh. my gosh! Never a good thing. Since no. we're talking about uh, Sonoda and penalties and such, that that yeah. penalty actually not only did it hurt Sonoda's race, obviously, uh, but it uh, it didn't help his race, but it certainly helped Leclerc avoid the indignity of being the the last car on the lead lap. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Charles just Charles just needs to have a spa day or something and get, well, get his mind right. Meditate yeah, a little bit we'll, more. We'll see. We'll see. Um, or a better car. That too, but better everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, it could be the upgrades again, right? Maybe he just was more familiar with the previous car because the Ferrari upgrades are substantial. Yeah, Mm. and so maybe it's just not suiting his style, right? And we've talked about this quite a bit. Like, I think it was clear that Leclerc was their Ferrari's number one driver. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. we, I remember, we had a good discussion about should it be science, and I think Taryn, you made a great case for why it should be. I think at the time I was still arguing it shouldn't be. Yeah. And now I think maybe it is science. Maybe maybe the adjustments they made to that car are Fit more towards, more. yeah, maybe. I mean, that's obviously pure speculation, but that neatly would sort of answer the question as to why Leclerc did so bad this weekend and why science did so good, especially in quality. Mm-hmm. Maybe that yeah. car suits him better. I mean, I mean, Leclerc was saying it's not the upgrades, not the upgrades. They found mm-hmm. some problems with the gearbox to sw- to s- oh, okay. swapped it, which is why yeah, I had the pit lane. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that makes even more sense, obviously, because as I said during the quality episode, he doesn't forget how to drive. Like he's, yeah, no, he's a fast driver. Yeah, but I don't know. I I still think I think you're onto something there too, though. I think that the upgrades were definitely something that Carlos Science had been saying since Bahrain. Mm. They need to look into. Um, definitely seemed to fit Carlos the most. Yeah, and yeah i don't know i also just i'm also prepared to just to say that charles leclerc is having a weird mental year and just let possibly him, let him just sort himself out get him into the therapy office get Are him you to saying i think because of the music i'm saying this because well, in general he had i believe he had uh broken up with his, his relatively longtime girlfriend at the start or just before the start of the season i think it ended last season or, and i, I saw like, that as a of course, not for his personal life and personal relationship, but for his racing career, I saw that as a positive. Yeah. Because generally speaking, when a driver uh, gets married or gets involved in a, in a long-term relationship, their performance does go down, especially if a driver gets married and has children. 
Mm-hmm. You, you can almost graph it. I wish I was better graph it. I, w- I wish I was better at statistics and mathematics because I think you could actually plot that out. Uh, and so the when I heard happens. that Leclerc had uh, ended that relationship, I thought, okay, well, he's really going to devote everything to the, the, the racing. And interestingly enough, I also heard, and I, this one, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I'd heard that Science had recently broken up with his partner. So I think he got married. Oh, okay. I think, I think he like legitimately well, got married. That's just well, conflicting reports. Maybe yeah. then he legitimately got unmarried because no if he did way. then that might or did he break up with one and marry the other that contributes to my theory of you know being single makes you a faster f1 driver no he, okay he has not gotten oh, okay no he didn't get married it was his sister that was getting married that one congratulations to Look. science's sister yeah congratulations to science's sister uh no they're just still together that's okay that's all uh science and science's girlfriend uh isa i don't know how, do you, how would you pronounce it isa Isa, sure. Isa, Isa, Isa Hernandez. Her maybe it's ISA. Uh, maybe it is ISA. Stands Isa. for maybe it's an acronym. Acro- I say Isa too. But sure, Isa. Yeah. So yeah, no, still together. But to that case though, you look at Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. broke up with his long-term girlfriend yep. of Nicole Scherzinger and then won five championships in a row almost. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> or it's that old question I mean, of causation and correlation. There's there's definitely a strong correlation, but we don't know if that's you know what's causing. Yeah, it. but it would make sense. Right. Because if you think about like when you're starting a relationship or when you're in a relationship, that's another plate Mm. to balance. Right. Yeah. And so I think I think that's probably true for any any sport. Well, I think and especially in a a dangerous sport, although, of course, F1 has become infinitely safer over the years. There still is the very real possibility of severe injury or death in that sport. And some of the drivers themselves have said that, yeah, when they had kids, it caused them to rethink what they did in the car. I, yeah. I wish I could find who well, said that. But someone literally said, like, yeah, it caused me to rethink how I drive because when I'm single with no kids, you know, if the worst happens and I die, well, that affects me. That's yeah. what the driver said. But mm-hmm. if they're married with children and the worst thing happens and that driver dies, it affects the family. And they've shown the same thing for, um, you know, men who work in in dangerous jobs like uh, firemen or police officers. It's the same thing. Like, there's a huge amount of, there's a correlation between police officers that want to switch to a desk job and police officers who are married with kids. Mm, sure. Mm-hmm. Makes right? sense. Same, mm-hmm. Yeah, very similar thing there's like a friend of mine in the rcmp had a good chance to get a nice promotion and then be up uh and be up uh take a uh, yeah take a promotion be in charge of some tactical units and everything but he had just had a baby and i think his wife was had just announced that she was pregnant again and uh he was like no i'm right i'm good just being the, the firearms instructor yeah, yeah. and there I'm, why you know. take more risk yeah exactly i think seal i think secretly he's still wishes he had kind of done it because that's like his he's like he's a, he's very <laughs> much a like yeah kind of guy so <laughs> you know like let's go well adrenaline is fun yeah exactly. that doesn't go away <laughs> exactly it's just the responsibility that grows yeah great work lewis what an awesome drive fantastic management there mate and awesome pace so that's a p2 p3 for the team Great result. Good to see you back up there. Mega job, guys. Mega job. Thank you so much for everyone back at the factory continuing to push. This is uh, the real showing of all your hard work, so thank you. Let's keep pushing. Yeah, 
down like this. Bigger job to George as well. Awesome drive. Well drawn, well driven, Lewis. Really well driven, always under control. Good job. Solid race. That's P3. Not too shabby, considering where you started. Not too shabby at all. Nicely done from P12. This sport's a bit more fun when the car's fast, eh? <laughs> nice one, nice one. <laughs> Green one, position 14. Yeah, thanks everybody for all the hard work. And obviously a lot went into these uh, updates. And yeah, what a way to start off. Let's go get some more. George, really well driven also. Was his top race. Thanks, boss. Is it... Is it just me, or does Toto sound about 87 years old suddenly? I was just about to say. he looks smoker. Yeah, he just looks he? really... No, know. but oh. he sounds like an 87-year-old smoker, but... At least in those radio messages. Maybe yeah. he just, uh, I don't know, didn't Maybe. have a good mic. Yeah, that, or else he just, he's so, he like couldn't believe anything that just had just happened, that he's yeah. like, I don't know if this is real yet. I'm still pinch me. Well, coming back to Marianne's point earlier about the radio chatter with um, George Russell, that reminded me when you said that I was trying to think of an instance, but w do you have any standouts from from his radio chatter? Well, there's there's the rain, right? Where it's like guys yeah, well, that rain was on right, turn sure, five, yeah, right, and then right. later going, "Is anyone else reporting rain? Because maybe it's sweat from my helmet." And right. They're like, "No, that's that's just you and sweat." Yeah. Um, and then that that was the big one. There what, was another. Was it also though. Russell who was having a bit of an, an interaction with the team regarding the quality of his overtake? He overtook someone. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. He almost got yes. a penalty. And, then, and, and, and then they were like, they that said, was good. Nice, and it's nice like, job. Or just good. good? Yeah, right. right, yeah, yeah. right. Just <laughs> fine. And then Toto <laughs> even came on and said, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just fine, guys. <laughs> like they were teasing each other yeah. Yeah, as they were going through the Grand Prix, which I yeah. thought was quite quite interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was a nice. fun one. My favorite thing with the, the first initial question of rain was as soon as he said, is it raining? I think, I don't know. I think I saw drops of rain. You immediately saw all of the Red Bull pit wall lift that, do their hand loop, oh, do yeah. their hands Everyone outside. Everyone was like hands yeah. out. Yeah, you could see like Christian like leaning out, and he would look. Yeah, like oh, okay, it's not raining, guys. And then right. they, but they all eventually were putting hands. Everyone was putting hands out to check for rain. So I guess it's all, despite all of this amazing state of the art technology, the tech, like weather pattern technology that is rivals news, yeah, or even probably better. And, and meteor and like full meteorologists to study weather patterns. Nothing beats pulling, putting your hand outside to check it for droplets. That's that is the most accurate well, way to tell for rain. And they used and to I, send people out to various corners because, of course, as we know, the the rain can fall in one part of the circuit but not another. Yeah. So yeah. the team used to send. Maybe they still do send people out and say, you know, go stand by corner five and see if it's raining. Yeah, and like. I just, I wish the camera would have zoned in on a couple of people's reactions to the secondary chatter for that. Oh, when, when they, you know? when yeah, I, I would have guys. loved to see like Horner's face when they hear Russell being like, maybe it's just sweat from my helmet and yeah. then going like, yeah, we think that's it. Oh, okay. People <laughs> just lots struggled. It's interesting. I wonder if Russell's quips are strategic. Like, I wonder if he's doing this to make sound bites to keep him keep his name in the news and to get the coverage, which, you know, it, it's, it's, it's that that would be very modern F1, but, uh, you know, I'm not against it per se, but it'd be very canny of him if that indeed is the case. And I don't know that it is. I'm not saying it is, but it does seem like, you know, he's he's making these quips that are entertaining. And so I wonder, yeah, it's like, is he is there an ulterior motive here? Is he wanting to create these sound bites to 
to bring a little more uh, attention to him. Learning from Fernando. No, oh, it's just not on my Twitter. Aliens came. landed. Yeah, no. Someone on my Twitter came up of a of a Lewis Hamilton's reaction to like a photo of Max and and Carlos that they took together, and mm-hmm. I thought it would just be like a picture of him, and it turned out it was sound of him just laughing, which may have caught up, but which is never a bad thing. Sounds of people laughing in delight never a bad sound and to to catch her on radio. But yeah, I I to to your point though, I could see it. Yeah. I don't see, I don't think I I don't think it's bad. I think it's kind of fun. It's um. It's, not for me, as a fifty-year-old guy who's watched F1, you know, since he was fourteen, it's very, very different to how drivers used to be. They used to get in the news for you know very, very different things, and and <laughs> arguably maybe not good things, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, so it, it's funny to be watching um, twenty sixteen even, and then like this twenty sixteen season, and I was kind of watching some of the twenty fourteen, and someone swore. Uh, I think I forget who it was. I think I think I think it was Vettel. Vettel swore something, and you mm-hmm. can hear them like. Uh, please, please apologize. For yeah, the like the language, the, yeah. the commentators like, please excuse uh, Vettel's language. I can understand that might be pretty frustrating mm-hmm. for him in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, like it's totally fine compared that, to. That is one thing that um my guy's been noticing because like this is his first season watching Formula One in his life, and his number one critique is the radio chatter from the engineering side. It's like they all sound like NASA agent, where mm. like they're just monotone and just matter of fact and then the drivers are like so high on emotions and adrenaline because well they're driving a race car while they're having the conversation but the the contrast of the two makes it really funny at times even if nothing funny is being said yeah just like, because it's, it's true like, sure like yeah max was happening when he was talking about complaining about the downshifts like yeah this thing's bad i don't i can't do like this is terrible guys like understandable max uh just keep pushing you'll be fine well yeah, th- yeah like yeah. last year when the drs wouldn't work you know yeah and yeah. he tried pushing the button and then he's like <laughs> i pushed the... it 50 yeah. f times yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like jobs. compare that to you know houston we have a problem yeah, yeah i think that's strategic <laughs> right because yeah. it, for the very reason that the drivers are full of adrenaline they are their heart rates are you know up at 160 if not higher yeah uh I think the engineers are strategically trying to maintain some level of calmness there to the drivers because if the engineer was excited too, then it just makes the driver more like imagine an engineer who sounded like Yuki Sonoda. Oh my gosh. Oh. I'd go crazy. <laughs> exactly. Oh go I would, nuts. I would pay good money for that radio exactly. chatter. Yeah. And even you, you do hear engineers from time to time just say, you know, okay, head down, whoever sometimes, yeah. sometimes it was max. You, like if they complain constantly, 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 like, okay, head down to the racing and then sometimes even the principal will get on, mm-hmm. the team, you know, and say, "Okay, listen, we'll talk about it after the race, but let's finish the race." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess the only like really kind of engineer in my mind that really kind of t- walks the barrier or walks the line of that is very much Bono with Lewis, as mm-hmm. you can hear him very much. He gets excited with him, obviously after races a bit more, but when Lewis is getting heated, he's like, "Yes, I understand." You can hear him be a little more sterner and more like, "I get it." head down you know or just very the very simple like yeah you can do it <laughs> and that's yeah. the end of it and so i think it also depends on the driver and the um, engineer i can always i can just imagine what it would be like to lose your engineer that you've been um, you you've known how to communicate the different levels of communication all that for so long and then you change the engineer chains up changes up or something so who knows speaking of of engineers and things did you hear that uh mercedes got a park fermé fine 
at the end of the race. Yeah, uh, something. Oh, I, did, I, I did hear the the news, but I didn't actually see or hear why it was. Um, a park ferme, meaning like certain certain sections of the racing paddock and park. Park ferme. Yeah, yeah, but a closed mm, park. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. No, I I understand the French. Yeah, I'm I, I'm just not understanding the rest of the context. Yeah, they got like there's certain <laughs> part certain times where the the park is closed for certain people in certain sections and da, 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 and all those type of things uh often typically you hear that they get they get penalties based off of them going back and fixing the car too long or something like that uh, okay. uh in this case and actually i think it happened again earlier in the year i think i think um i think aston martin got one and i think yeah. uh, red bull got oh, it one. happens quite but, often yeah but what, did what, they what was do? the infraction this was uh their physiotherapist working on it when they shouldn't or? no their physiotherapists went into the cool down room and and were in the sections of going to the podium walk that they weren't supposed to be in so they got oh wow fine for that it was just mm. something like that mm. just oh, yeah they okay. just walk and it could be as simple as they just walked into the cool down room and gave them their water bottle then left and which i felt like that's kind of a weird yeah park yeah, for me yeah park for me one to uh <laughs> yeah rules are rules yeah. if you break them are don't rules. do the crime if you can't do the time exactly or pay the fine yeah you know yeah. in this case they easily can pay the fine but I, if I could, I have to touch on one more thing about engineers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. 2009 season. Rob Smedley, Felipe Massa's engineer. Manas- uh, Felipe Massa was having a bit of a hissy fit about something. I can't remember what. It's very, very famous, though. You can find it on YouTube. Just search Rob Smedley, uh, Felipe Massa, 2009. And his response was, Felipe, baby, stay cool. <laughs> And so it was, it's it's really that to me is it stands out. That's kind of a, a like classic that. track from an engineer where they still actually had a very calming voice. But they were, you know, we were talking about how they were engineers often have to tell the drivers to settle down, head down, calm down. And this is the most unique example of that. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's see. I think I found it, actually. Yeah, it's pretty well known. He's a white visor. Please come on. White visor. Otherwise, I cannot see anything. Felipe, baby, stay cool. We're bringing you the white visor. Stay cool. We're in a good position. Okay? <laughs> that, that. That's pretty legendary. That's from <laughs> the 2009 season. <laughs> that was pretty great. You're still yeah. a, I think we still have Ferrari at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That one, yeah. That was, that's a funny one. I, I love it. I do love the uh, Charles Leclerc from this season where he's like, Zavi. You gotta let me know before mm, <laughs> before right. this happens. Yeah. Uh, that was at Saudi Arabia, but so yeah. So thoughts on uh, you know and me, it's Mercedes. So thoughts on the Mercedes's upgrades. You said that obviously clearly something's there. I know they've still finished twenty four seconds behind, but that's I think relatively at the closer closest margin that this, that's happened without some sort of like safety car crazy event. Yeah, or something sure. And again this year. The Red Bull, the second Red Bull car finished thirty-five seconds behind. So yeah, I, I think the the Mercedes car is is quite good, obviously, and it seems to now at least not certainly maybe not the case in Monaco, but it, it seems to be suiting both of the drivers. So yeah. that bodes well, I think, for Mercedes throughout the rest of the season. If indeed what we saw in Barcelona is indicative and not just a one-off. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm typically gonna... that's not the case in Barcelona. If if you're good at as you said many times, Taryn, if you're good in Barcelona, you're good anywhere. I'm gonna reserve my. Uh, That's probably wise. My my <laughs> opinion until uh, after Canada. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna call it right now. Mercedes to win in Canada. No way. Yeah. I'd I'd say <laughs> closest chance is Silverstone. 
No. Right, Silverstone yeah. is a good chance. I'm, I'm calling it. Mercedes win. Hamilton to win Montreal. No, it's, it's going to be Verstappen <laughs> and then Hamilton and Alonso. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. how awesome is that? We're making calls already. For yeah. Speaking of, well, we got Let's two. We got a week and a, a week and a bit, and I'm 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 going to go through a withdrawal this yeah, weekend. I'm just like I can't watch this. this yeah. I'll probably just watch a whole bunch of just watch a classic races. roast. Yeah. Or exactly. Watch that 2009 with Felipe Massa. <laughs> You're probably going to do that. <laughs> go on the. That's actually. So speaking of, because that's one of my favorite parts about F1 TV is being able to go through the archives and watch almost it's, it's every, amazing. Yeah, yeah it's every amazing. race. However, I've noticed something since Monaco. Mm. Ever since that broadcasting deal happened, yeah. where they got to share broadcasts, of, their feed goes in and out of quality for me constantly. Mm. I don't know if it's maybe a, my house thing. You're, you're talking mm. about the stream, though. Yeah, right? the stream. Like when Might I watch it house. live. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. I don't have any issues, but. Yeah, uh, it's I been, don't know about live though. That's yeah, different. It's, yeah, it's been going off and on for me for live, but I'm assuming it's just my house thing. My house just secretly hates me. But, but that that change in deal was only in Monaco. Only Monaco yeah. it was in. I thought it was. I thought it was like con- everywhere else. No, everywhere else has already been where F1 TV was pr- producing the, the the feed. Monaco was the last standout where they weren't. Oh. So this year marked the first time that Formula One management or Formula One media or whatever branch of the liberty media that's running f1 especially the video production this year in monaco was the first year that they did it rather okay. than the local production team in monaco oh uh, okay yeah so turns out turns out f world listeners i was somewhat wrong so it well okay, <laughs> the, it's, the, 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 there's a multitude of, of factors if you're watching yeah. something yeah. over a stream yeah yeah who really knows but uh to canada though uh yeah i i, I still say for staffing for staffing one hamilton two and I, I want to, you know what? I want to, I want to give science. I want to say that no. something's going to clear. I up. don't, I don't have enough data to go all the way down to second and third yet, but I'm just going to say Hamilton for the win. Hamilton for the win. No. I mean, it, it was his first win. <laughs> it could <No>. happen. <laughs> yeah. I'll fight this. But, like, but do you, Walter, do you like the, do you like the um, Montreal track? You kind of mentioned that it's not necessarily a full legitimate, like it's still kind of that road course track yeah. in a way. But yeah, sure. Montreal is very, it, it's historic. Uh, it's been on the calendar. There was one year, something happened one year in like 20, I don't know, I'll say 16, somewhere in the 2010s. It wasn't on the calendar for like one year. But if you if you can overlook that, it's been on the calendar for like 30 years. It's a historic race mm-hmm. named after, obviously, a historic driver, Jacques Villeneuve's father, Gilles. And so, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. The, any, for any new fans, the thing, and, uh, the thing to look out for in Montreal is the Wall of Champions. It's the, it's the, uh, the right-hand wall as you're coming out of a left-hand turn that has more than once ended the, the um, not the careers, of course, but the the race hopes of many, many good drivers, including many champions. So Is it it's called thir- the Wall of Champions. 13, 14? I like honestly that, can't remember which turn, but if you just search uh, Montreal F1 Wall of Champions, yeah, that's I- that's something to watch in preparation for the w- race. You can just watch all the people who have got caught out by that, and I think that's going to happen to Max. I think that I'm, I'm extrapolating from the way he was pushing and exceeding track limits in a race where he didn't need to. I think he's just going to be a couple of millimeters off and he's going to get gobbled up by the Wall of Champions. Oh, the final corner. No. Okay, so final corner. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I would love nothing more. Turn 14. Because I really want Max to crash just so that Alonzo has a shot at, like... Sure. A podium. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alonzo has <laughs> a lot of podiums win. already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but, yeah, like, uh, final spot. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, just, I, I, wanted I, just, I just need Max to crash or DNF two, three times. Mm-hmm. And then everyone well, else to just play musical chairs while Alonzo stays on third. It <laughs> 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 just continues, <laughs> continues going. He, Max needs like eight crashes before that even becomes a, know. a chance now these days. But um, a th- fun fact, fun thing that I just found, I'm looking up the track uh, says now. As of yet, obviously within when it, when it turns into race week, we'll get changes to this like every race week has happened so far. Currently, there are three DRS zones in um in montreal so that's gonna be really nice so a lot of a very high speed track uh where the three drs zones it is 4.3 kilometers long yep. right so just a little shy of barcelona mm-hmm. 70 laps 70 70 mm. so i'm saying 70 laps could fit mm. in almost any single racetrack and mm. we'd have some we probably, I mean, I'm happy that it was not 70 laps yeah. in Barcelona because then I think Perez probably could have gone, made up that two, those two seconds. He had a lot of clean air to Russell, but it could happen. I like the 70. Well, I'll leave you with one last uh, highlight, if you will, to look forward to before I need to book out for today. But for anyone who is uh, looking to build some excitement in advance of the Montreal Grand Prix in two weeks' time, uh, check out, if you can, either on your if you have the actual F1 service or elsewhere, look for the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix. I guess it's official name, the Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal, the Gilles Villeneuve circuit. Uh, 2011, Jensen Button won that race in just amazing fashion. It was a very long race, a lot of rain delays, um, and he ended up winning it in a very, very exciting way. So if anyone Mm. wants to generate some excitement, 2011 Canadian GP. That was with... um he, he shared w- it with uh, Weber and Vettel that race too, didn't he? Shared the podium. Yeah, I, shared I can't the podium. recall the podium, yeah. but I think he uh, he was definitely. I think at Mac- uh, definitely. I think I, think I, I do think he was at McLaren then, and it does stand out as uh, one of the most interesting, maybe the best Canadian Grand Prix certainly that I've seen. Although of course I've not seen them all. Yeah. Well, for that, you want to see something? No, I'm just trying to remember if I was at that one. If you were at the race, at oh the wow, 2011 one that hard for me to remember but it was either that do, or you, do the, you have a way of finding out uh <laughs> with some very painful math yeah um i will get back to you guys on this my okay. brain is just scrambling to try to remember well it's perfect that you you need the time to think because we're going to take another message break here say goodbye to walter always fun to have you on here again Glad to be back and looking forward to the next time so I did want to play one thing before we kind of move on from our little topics because oh. we always bring up the we always bring up Charles and like how sad he is, but this kind of brings it all together in my opinion. This oh, little did he write one for Barcelona? No, but this is his driver reaction, and it's like oh, okay, yeah. like he's just so dejected. Well, it, just, it just sounds like his life is about to give up. <laughs> I mean, you've listened to his music. Yeah, but that's like purposefully dejected music, you know, like purposely depressed. This, but this is where is he gets it from. Then why isn't he giving me more, Marianne? More music? Why isn't he giving me more? Actually, yeah, he hasn't <laughs> like, given us any since we I, put it on air, right? Yeah, I've been waiting. Maybe I, he secretly listens to you, Taryn. Oh my God, and please doesn't reach out. want you to know how he feels. Charles Leclerc, please reach out to the F World on Twitter or Instagram. Is uh, the F World underscore Pod on Twitter and the F World Pod on Instagram? Please reach out. I'd love to talk to you, and uh, we could talk about music and w- what's up with you, man. Like, yeah. I just want you to be okay. And if you're not Charles Leclerc and you listen to all of these contact points on how to contact us, 
please reach out as well. Yeah, we have. You have no reason to not reach out to us. You don't have to, to be us. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> no, we we generally love all of our fans that we've met so far. Uh, the the, th- the three, including the three including my mom, but uh, but not, and you love my mom more than me sometimes. But <laughs> I don't love your mom more than you. I don't know. We'll see. But I love your but, mom. Yeah, my mom's pretty. My mom is actually pretty baller baller sometimes but um if you wanted to i have another little reaction video from uh lance stroll if you want to hear because we always because we want to know what happened with lance curious about that one yeah disappointed when uh you know cars just started passing us and we looked to be you know we had a good start and then settled into third and uh I hope we could, uh, yeah, kind of, you know, keep uh, a good pace throughout the race, but just suffered a lot with degradation relative to, you know, Mercedes and degradation. Mercedes mainly and, and Ferrari as well. Um, they just had a quicker car today. When you get close to another car, you have some turbulent air and uh, yeah, I damaged one floor yesterday already. <laughs> I didn't want to damage another one today, and uh, I didn't want that he damaged the floor either. You know, by by defend. For us, it was the same six and seventh, and seventh and six, uh, same points. So we just, uh, yeah, uh, bringing the car home felt the the right choice. The pace. That we had. So there we go. So very much more kind of. I, th- I think kind of what we were kind of asking, or th- we th- kind of figured uh, early in the show, which was that they were kind of being more careful with it. Yeah. This time yeah. around. So, which. I mean, especially after the spin out onto the gravel in, in Q1, I think. Yeah. That kind of just set the tone for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Interesting on tire degradation, though. I wouldn't have thought tire tire deg was going to be the one, but it makes a lot of sense if they're not changed, you know, if they're not, like, captioned on that. And they, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention too much to, to Aston Martin's tire strategy. It's never really been, other than up until Monaco, it was never really a factor for me to watch, just... Because they were always usually pretty good until Monaco, um, and then yeah, they've always been slightly different. I feel, or maybe I'm getting my teams mixed up, but I feel like they've made like when everyone's got hard um, and two teams don't. I feel like Austin Martin's always one of the odd ones out that's mm. trying and, something else. Them and Red Bull. Them and Red I Bull, feel. yeah. Red Bull's usually been really ahead of the curve in their tire strategies, and Aston has always felt kind of mimicking the red bull but kind of trying to do their own thing yeah but yeah yeah. which i mean is going to be interesting to see the upgrades yeah i'm I'm interested like because canada is another track that's a fun upgrade one and then after canada we have where do we have after where 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 do we go after canada uh hungary Hungary. i think it's hungary right is it yeah austria austria and the uh, uh yeah austria so not hungary uh is it is that the Red Bull ring or is Aust- Hungary the Red Bull ring? Um, I'll find out here. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think I think Canada yes. is going to be interesting. Um, I think Walter was right to point out that that wall of champions. That's definitely turn fourteen. Definitely going to be something. Yeah. And could you uh, imagine? Could you imagine just a nice crash, a nice little like? Don't get me wrong. I say I want Verstappen <laughs> to crash. I don't want the guy injured. Right. Look, like you, I want that to be perfectly clear. I want no harm to Verstappen. No, neither Just do I. trash the car or DNF it or something mm-hmm. to make it that he's not winning every single race. Could you imagine if he crashes it 
and Perez wasn't able to get the win, so Red Bull can't compl- can't break another record this this season. Like the one record of the most dom, the only record to have the most dominant car they need to break is total wins in the season. Maybe. Um, or the most win. I think all wins in the season they need to have that, and I don't yeah. th- like the closest one is Senna and McLaren. I want Alonso to win. Just yeah. one race. Just just one race. One I want race him this first. season. Yeah, I can see that. I would. Hmm. Which one do you? Would you want him to do though? Um, I would have wanted him to win Barcelona, but yeah. that's not gonna happen. That would be good. So you know, at this point, I'll take anything. Yeah, I don't care which one he wins as long as it's not Brazil, because Lewis needs to win Brazil. <laughs> Why? Because he's he's an honorary Brazilian, and that's just like the Lewis track. And he actually is. He's a legitimate honorary. No, I know Lewis. he is. Brazil loves Lewis so much more. Uh, Brazil loves Lewis more than they love Nelson Piquet Sr. Okay, tell you what. <laughs> so, tell you what. If Alonso wins any race, Lewis can have Brazil. Yes! There we go. I'm good with that one. As if... I'm solid with that one. You know. As, as if it's going to happen. As if, like, yeah, my say says anything. I trust it. I trust it beyond anything else. So, <laughs> if it's said with enough authority, go. it will happen. Exactly, right? There we go. You know what? I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to my birthday month, September, because... We have September 1st is Monza, which mm. is pretty traditional. And then September 15th, 17th is Singapore, another fun one. And then September 22nd and 24th, which is my birthday, sometimes my birthdays, if I'm being extra a little egotistical that year, um, is Japan, which is everyone loves Suzuka and Japan. Yeah. So that was going to be really fun. Suzuka's just a fun track. I would love, could you imagine if Fernando Alonso wins Suzuka when Honda's coming in? <laughs> <laughs> to for their engine supplier in 2026 and he has to like take back all the gp2 engine <laughs> comments and he just the 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 train the turntable of irony that would be <laughs> it would be interesting would be a good one belgium would be a fun one for him to win too yeah belgium because that would just be i think spa is such a very technical track that's coming up at the end of july uh for round 13 and it's such a fun technical track that uh good i i'm actually really excited for this the summer world tour world tour of f1 because we get permanent tracks and it seems like a i don't know it just feels like a really good season yeah there's there's a lot of fun stories in this season there's there's a little bit of everything a couple character arcs yeah whether or not logan Sargent's going to get out of the best of the the p20 p20 i have no idea oh yeah no i feel bad for him yeah, I think he's. I think we're going to see that the last of Logan. I don't think he's coming back next season. No. No, I think. I don't know. You don't think he can overcome being the worst? No, I. I think just the, probably like unless he starts getting a lot of point finishes, as in nothing lower than P seven for the next like. No, that's not happening at all. Exactly. There's just so much talent in in F two right now. Um, there's you don't. Who, oh, you think he'll go back to F two? No, I think that just an F two driver will come up. Okay. I think you have nothing to lose with the talent that's in F two right now. You have nothing to lose with getting an F th- an F E driver. There, there's been a lot of excitement with F E re- recently. Um, Mick Schumacher is apparently rep- reports that he's been crushing it in the Mercedes simulator and their testing facilities. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of ties with Mercedes at, with Williams too. So there's a lot of options. And don't forget, you also have Jamie Chadwick, who is, uh, who's an Indy Indy 500 uh, Indy car racer, who's the reserve driver for Williams. Um, 
Yeah. So she could come in and she's been has shown a lot of good good performance and pace in her in her W series of leagues. Um Yeah, maybe, but I, I would I would question about replacing a rookie so soon. Right? Like Logan Sargent is um not having a good season. Mm-hmm. But it's his first season. Right. And I, I would be I would be concerned about just let's just ditch him to the curb right away. You know? Give him another one. Maybe Maybe give him a car that works um, oh. while you're at it. Yeah, but I don't know. Because the, the Williams the Williams car is only really bad in slow corners, which, I mean, that's still bad. But, like, they, they have they have it. I think they have, and, and I think that in um, really? qualifying. Well, they have, they I, ha- like. Maybe in qualifying, but in qualifying, Sargent doesn't do horrible every single time, and Albin doesn't do horrible every single time, but. On average, the two kind of just, they're not great. And, yeah. You know, it's well, not just Sargent. Yeah. There's so much work to be done at Williams. Yeah. I think, I think it's more of a Williams problem than it's a Sargent problem. I would be, I would be sad to see him go because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's got, he's got drive. He's got passion. He's a good driver most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just needs, more time i would i would like to see that he has to for him to get more time but i just don't i don't know like i think the the question of time time has never been really for you in f1 to no it never really has but you know yeah like you're giving your shot there's so many people who i don't think they're gonna get rid of him that quickly only time will tell but speaking of things that might that may last or may not last the end of time valtteri bottas who finished the race in P19 in Barcelona. Uh, his teammate, Joe Gondry, and his uh, Alfa Romeo finishes P9 to get in a couple more points. Uh, I think he, if I'm correct, that puts him a little bit higher than Valtteri in the Drivers' Championship. Let's see. No, he doesn't. He ties him for... he tie, So they're tied now. Yeah. Uh, P, uh, 14 and 15th in, in the Drivers' Championship. Uh, what is... How how are the rookies doing? The rookies doing. You're winning. I'm not even going to touch on that. No, no, no. Let's touch on it. Let's touch on it. <laughs> okay. I can uh, use the cheer up. Yeah, rookies, you are winning. Uh, P. Uh, Walter actually just texted us from the ether. Joe was his highlight from Barcelona, which I oh. think so too. I think Joe Joe was in a lot of scraps. Yeah, he was. He did. He did really well. Um, and there was there was some maneuvers where uh, you know, he had me he had me locked eyed to the screen kind of watching him and it was good mm-hmm. if, if you have f1 tv yeah. joe's a fun one well, to rewatch joe joe boards. and yuki i feel are are for driver wise um for overtakes and and just battles that they've been involved in like those two i noticed them a lot more this race than i have in previous races mm-hmm. probably why i didn't you know, notice Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to one of our guys in the Discord. Not we weren't talking in the Discord. I don't know why we weren't. Uh, which, by the way, we have a Discord. You could look up the F F World podcast on Discord and send the send the join links. We'll obviously invite you in because we want more. But um, we we're ta- I was talking to Malcolm, who goes by the Profits in um in our Discord chat, and he was kind of saying, you know, maybe maybe take Yuki out 
or what do we do with no. Yuki? And that's my Give him my a car. my that was my response. I think Yuki is nearly at the point where he needs to get out of Alpha Tower. He's he does. he's taking he's he's showing, and I actually think that out of out of the drivers this season, other than obviously your top six, so Verstappen through to Stroll, I'd say is your top six, mm. right? Your your Verstappen, Perez, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Sainz, Leclerc, and Stroll. So that's really your top eight rather than top six. So other than the top eight uh, drivers, the drivers that have, I think, impressed me the most has been Yuki and even Joe. I think they have done the most. Yuki, Joe, Gasly's been doing really well. Piastri's been doing really well. Fair. Um, not yeah. doing well in like standings and whatnot, obviously, but um, just as drivers. Yeah, even then Piastri, you know, you, you asked about the rookie pool. Piastri is by far destroying them with five points. Yeah, he's been doing great. <laughs> yeah, and he's been like really after that Bahrain, Bahrain and Saudi Arabia. It seems that McLaren has kind of, well, not not McLaren. Piastri has clicked in into what he kind of needs to do. But uh, I I was saying like Joe and Yuki are, I think are, I think are the two drivers that have stood out to me the most this season of where they've gone, how they've improved, and what they're kind of battling and battling. They, they look more yeah. confident in their battling. Well, and I mean, um, Joe Ganyu, he he had fastest lap in Bahrain, so, like, he even started really strong. He And he's been pretty – and, you know, Walter and I were kind of saying he usually does – he like he sets a good qualifying lap that then yeah. sets uh, usually sets – obviously, no one else has, sets theirs, but he – for, like, the last few qualifyings – He's been in the contention a lot more to go to get into Q2 and Q3. Yeah. But he, I don't know, he looks very kind of dialed in. Where did he end in? Yeah, he ended in Q2 um, by one-tenth uh, of off George Russell in in Barcelona this last race. So last Saturday, this last Saturday. But yeah, he's he usually sets a time that others then have to try and beat. Yeah. He's usually the first one that people are, are gunning to beat to to get into this off, and then he just kind of falls on. It's the same old sh- thing that happens every qualifying. Everyone is so close that a tenth just sets you down. Yeah, down the ladder pole. But no, for sure, no him, him and Yuki and Piastri and Gasly. I, I would, I would love to see them all in, you know, real cars. <laughs> yeah, I like, funny I, enough I, i'm so sorry that sounds so bad i don't know how to say it no that's totally fine funny not like this gasly is actually pretty there gasly is just one podium away from being like right into where charles leclerc and oh yeah no like, he's into ha- the top he's fives. having a great season yeah he's in currently in 10th in the driver's championship uh kind of ironic not so much ironic for this season for this uh last weekend where he just seemed to be p10 was where he was <laughs> meant to be um <laughs> But yeah, so 15 points of the Drivers' Championship. Now, the question for Gasly is, when is he going to be suspended for a race for break, for getting penalty points? Or what happens? <laughs> I don't think he will. No, does it take pity on him a little too much? Um, He's not Ocon. <laughs> uh, oh Sorry, that's yeah. still, I think, one of the highlights of the season. Just, just get is, three penalties put onto you. Is Yeah, is o- Ocon in Bahrain. That's... That's still one of my. It, it was just it was funny. Just, it was brutal. You're, it was, it was brutal, and then it was funny, and then it was brutal, and then there were the memes. Yeah, you're you had good memes in, our, and in the Discord. It was for just him. nonstop. Yeah, 
yeah. they just on 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 it was it was great um no i think gasly's doing all right i think mm-hmm. yeah for 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 again we should just all put them in mini coopers and do the sprints that way I'm not yeah. going to disagree. I feel with like that, that is where Joe Ganyu and Yuki Tsunoda and Pierre Gasly are all going to shine. Mm-hmm. Is in a Mini Cooper. Yeah. Funny enough, um, kind of. You want to talk about the turntable of ironies? Uh, it was actually Joe Ganyu, uh, Joe Ganyu, sorry, who got Yuki his penalty because because uh, Yuki. I don't know if I don't think Yuki really drove him off. But he kind of he he he, he drove didn't, him off. He didn't give him space. He drove him off. He didn't give him space. I mean, these things happen in yeah. racing. Yeah, you know, it wasn't as big of a deal, I think, than uh, than what it was. It was a little bit on both of them. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, think jo- I think Joe had had the line. He didn't have the racing line, but he really. had the he he his 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 front axles were ahead of Yuki's. Here's here's the thing front axle ahead or not if you and i are racing right and you're like beside me and i need more room to turn i'm gonna push you off oh yeah i know you I know figured like you would. i i feel like no but it's i it, it'd be the same way the other way around oh yes. right i i think that this is just something that happens in racing and most drivers in that situation would probably have done the same and is it worth a penalty yes as well it's yeah. not because it's understandable that it's excusable. Yeah. Um, was it? What, what, what was the time? Oh, yeah. At the, when we were leaving from the Vancouver Bandits game, and I kind of like borderline cut the guy uh, trying to merge onto the the highway merge. And I was so paranoid. And you're, I remember just looking at you and saying, it's like the racing proverb. You see the gap. You have to go for it. And you're like, yeah, you're, yeah, that's fine, Terry. <laughs> on the road. Yeah. 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 I think I remember that. Yeah. Now imagine that on a racetrack. I do not give space. I'm yeah, so but that's but, but all drivers are like that, and that's my point. Mm-hmm. It was a very understandable thing um, that you you're going to see in racing. It's not an excusable thing, which is why it's a penalty, and it's a thing that happens, which is why it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's out of all the offenses this year or all the penalties this year, it wasn't the one that I was like, oh, what's going on here? No, yeah, it was pretty cut um, and dry. Yeah, it was pretty much like, yeah, this happens and this is what happens as a consequence. Yeah. Um, You know, we've we've had weirder moments this season, <laughs> I feel, than, than that. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, there's been some... There's been some weird th- ones. This, this season's been filled with like lots of peaks and valleys, I find. Yeah, Not, it's it's been either I'm asleep or I'm awake. Yeah, and entertained, like yeah. fully entertained. Yeah, I actually yeah. Uh, so because I did watch the race twice. I I did when I woke up for for it at at six so f- to watch it live. I do remember very distinctly there was a time where I remember, um, where where are they? Where's where's the pit stop? I remember there was a pit stop. I think was it Gasly's pit stop that went for like five seconds I or something both, you know what or both, one of them yeah they both, had both alpine i've been looking at their pit stops and i mean even even in monaco they were having troubles yeah so i don't know what's going on with their pit team or their pit equipment but like it really showed um yeah. this time around yeah the, the, yeah they had like a weirdly long well they had like a 4.2 in monaco yeah. And then this time around they were hitting the 3.8s to 4.5. Yeah. I think they had one 5.2 maybe or maybe that was someone else yeah. but they all ha- of theirs was 
way above 3.5, which is concerning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like um, Lando Norris, is, his, his first pit stop, when he got the, obviously the wing change, but when he was dropped, it looked like, uh, I think Martin Brundle said a great on from Sky Sports. Martin Brundle from Sky Sports said a great where he said, it looked like he was trying to shift through a field of neutral gears yeah. before he went off. And you just see the smoke of his brakes as he was, uh, so I don't know what was going on. It was weird. Looks like there was a bit of a lock up there or something. Yeah. And then from there, he just had arguably one of the worst races of his life, yeah. I think. But I mean, especially after our last conversation about pit stops and how you wanted to be the Jack guy, you know, during this race, I definitely thought Alpine hired you. Well, why do you, why do you just say, you know, the problem sorry. is, is it was, that, the problem is that was so <laughs> slick and like, I didn't see that one coming that like I was prepared for just a callback to last episode. Yeah. Good. That was a good callback to two episodes uh, ago. Sorry. Not two episodes ago. That was a good, that was a good one. Cause I do, uh-huh. I do definitely wish. To, for, to me, I just want to be the jack guy so a car can hit me and then I can call I know, the, I you can wanna, get the disability. You, no, <laughs> so. no, you don't even want the disability. You want to land in, in Lewis's Lewis Hamilton's lap. lap. You know what? I just want, I just want to touch it. I just want a whiff of greatness, you know? Just, but just a little sniff on the just neck. A, just a little, yeah, exactly. Just a little, just mm. a little, mm, little snifter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just a little taste. Walter, this is what happens when you leave. We start talking about sniffing men's necks. Well, you know, we're talking about pit stops and <laughs> and that stuff. I would actually, I think, uh, the I would also, I wouldn't mind being the guy that turns the red and green sign if they still have that. Oh yeah, <laughs> Just they like, don't. But, but yeah. I'll be back. I'll be the. I'll be the. Pit Tom stop. Holland got to be the flag guy in Monaco. Speaking of, okay, speaking of, speaking of, did you see like Tom Holland, Tom Holland in Monaco with his flag guy? Way better job than Tim Cook ever did. That was great. <laughs> but did you see Adam Driver and the Indy Five Hundred? No. Oh, you got to look up at if for F one F one fans F world fans. You got to Google Adam Driver uh, Indy five hundred green flag because that guy just gave it. He waved nice. that flag. It looked like he was in the set of Star Wars again. It was it was absolutely fantastic. It was such a good little. I love it. I love seeing um, new people who get to do these kind of experiences, like wave the flag and and everything, and they get to get to really like like get thrilled off of it yes and no i like it when they get thrilled off of it and i like it when you see that they enjoy the sport yeah i don't like it when you have some sort of like tennis player or uh, celebrity or whatnot and you can see in their face like they have no idea who's who they don't really care about the sport they're just kind of there Mm -hmm. right and and you see that sometimes where like someone's asked to present a trophy or something and they're just kind of like, okay, I give this thing away. Yeah. And that this is my role as, you know, some sort of idol. Um, and, and I don't know, it's, it's just kind of why, you know, whereas I, 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 I do enjoy it when it's like, like Tom Holland, you could see he was like into it. He was having fun. You know, he was like looking at the sport and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing with like some people, they present the trophies and you're like, okay, you can tell this person's a fan of the sport. It's just when someone's just there to be there to be a name. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? I'm still hoping for the day where um, I'm going to be. Um, so I think it's like after Silverstone, we get to see in potentially a little shadow car uh, from when they're filming the F1 movie. Uh, oh, yeah. So we might see that. But I'm hoping because of that, we will start to see uh tom cruise come in and, and drive a car 
because hmm. that would be could you imagine if tom cruise comes in drives an f1 car and Wouldn't puts he it need into to points? interview the steering wheel first i don't know <laughs> like maybe. have a deep conversation with the engine before even starting it <laughs> tom cruise have a spiritual <laughs> awakening and the engine oh my gosh could you imagine right oh my gosh. it's really gotta listen to those so pedals gotta, before yeah oh. <laughs> talk to me goose you know that type of thing that'd be <laughs> unbelievably unvo- um, you just fire with the jokes um one of the thing i forgot to mention and i usually i usually do it because um it makes walter laugh but we got to see nico hulkenberg and kevin magnuson uh in p15 and p18 respectively exactly where you want to see them uh you want to see those houses right there and but th- it's also kind of sad because nico really did do a good qualifying to put him into p8 and then you you want to you talk about like a team you know we talked about aston martin not having the pace and Haas just didn't look like they had the pace and and magazine did provide some battles but they were weren't really necessarily battles for him from him they were just him being there and, and blocking the way from for yuki and joe to get through i mean it's Haas. i know but i just want to talk i just like to beat on the loser you know i i can tell you know but yeah. at, at this point they're like ferrari to me i don't really see them well not, they are the ferrari sister team so. yeah i don't really pay attention the only the only thing that they do is, especially with McLaren's new livery, um, they kind of confuse me because when you've got a McLaren and a Haas and an AlphaTauri kind of duking it out, um, I don't pay attention to details all that well visually, right? So I'm just seeing like three mostly white cars duking it out and I get a little lost as to like who's where, Yeah. Um, which is my only complaint with the McLaren livery, by the way, M- much, much improvement no blue on no blue and no i don't know blue. it just it just looks really nice i wish there was a little less white a little bit more orange um mm-hmm. you know because my eyes and brain just aren't that great but that aside it looks so much better yeah i just wish wish the car and sometimes the drivers were as good as the livery and i, I definitely wish there. the car would yeah yeah I mean, it's hard to tell how good the drivers are if the car's not mm-hmm. now, doing if, if, much. If McLaren were to keep this livery, right? Yeah, are they? like? I thought that was supposed to be a one-off, and I've, now it's a two-off. I wonder... And I, it's the same question that I have about Alpine, because I thought that they changed for Bahrain out of the Pepto-Bismol look, and I thought it was going to be a one-off. And then we saw it again in Australia, and then Miami, and then now now I'm just wondering, like, did they... No, there was a, uh, the pe- Pepto-Bismol was only Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, and Australia. And then yeah. I think they changed in Baku, M- Baku Miami. They went to the, the, the blue. Yeah. So, Sorry, but they, yeah, I have but, my race mi- mixed up. But that, no, but that's, that's really fine. But, but that's what I mean. Like, I... So it was a three-off for the Pepto-Bismol? Yeah, but they had said at the beginning of the year that they were only going to do three... For the, oh, for okay. the start of the year, I, I that think part. they might bring it back for Singapore because oh God, I hope Singapore. Not. See, I want the pink back. I like the pink more than the blue. I'm fine with the pink, but then remove all the blue. Yeah, just take what. Just take the BWT, it's, the blue t- BWT. It's too much of a you know gender reveal party when they've got the. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's the style of like we're having twins. One's a boy, one's a girl, and they're all in the oh same gosh. car. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, wh- like, I wonder if they could do one and the one and the other. If they could do one blue and one pink, one driver gets one of each. Yeah. Yeah. Which one would you give Gasly? 
Um, I like him more, so I give him the pink. But uh, <laughs> and, and Esteban seems to be doing better in the blue. But I I, I don't really care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love it. And I think Gasly did better when he was driving the pink car. So he I did. He, he, I definitely he brought, want that more. You know, what what was it? Making you feel like a P nine when you're a P eleven. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bring you all the way. Um, well, he he started from P twenty and got all the way up to P nine. Yes, one. sorry, that, that was, was that was that the was first the one. race. It yeah. was up eleven spots, not yeah. P eleven. Which would be um, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, wasn't that our wasn't that our Pepto Bismol ad? It was. It was Pepto Bismol making yeah. you a P nine when you feel like a P twenty. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? That was a good one. And it was it was great. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I would give Gasly the pink one and Ocon the blue. One hundred percent. Um. McLaren, I'm glad they got rid of the blue. Can you make it all orange? Actually, you know what? Can all teams just pick a color? And to keep the one color? Just have and one. have one color, right? And just make it like very child-friendly to recognize. Obviously, Ferrari gets to be red. Mm-hmm. Um, red Bull. They're navy blue. They're, I don't mind their Red Bull scheme. I mean, they've got the yellow. They yeah. could they could the, do yellow. The Red Bull the Red Bull scheme of their their marine. No, 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 no. no. You just, no. I, you want, just want I want I want bright colors and identifiable. Okay. Right. Um Austin Martin obviously it has is to be green. British, British racing green, yeah. Yeah. Um, Where would you put Mercedes? Mercedes gets purple. Oh, purple. Okay. Yes. Why purple? You know why, and I'm not gonna say it on air. Okay. Um Mercedes gets purple, I think. Red Bull Actually, give Red Bull red because it's no. Red Bull. No. Wait, and give Ferrari, Ferrari yellow. No, Ferrari, no, no Ferrari give Ferrari well. yellow. That is, that is a, I can't agree with you on that you one. I can't agree with me on that one. Why? <laughs> Why? They have yellow in their thing. Yeah, but it's Ferrari. and It's it's Ferrari. Okay, Ferrari fine. is red. Fine. It's, it's synonymous to... Then give Red Bull... <laughs> Ferrari. Give Red Bull blue. Okay. Um, Williams. There we go. Williams was a good white. When Williams had Martini and had that was a really nice white. All right, car. give black to Alpha Tauri. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alpha Romeo. Brown. Brown. I don't know why, because this is a, I, I thought it black brown. brown. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah. Um. Well, Alpha Romeo is going to be Audi soon, anyways. So that ew, could be silver. That's that's right. I would that's say right. give that to be silver. That that could be silver. I would still want Mercedes to be silver. I don't. I don't but think you want we want. I don't think we want silver though with white. That's the that's the only reason I didn't want Mercedes to be silver either. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Give it like a nice like slate gray. Williams Williams will let will let uh Walter decide the color when he comes back. Yeah, or and, Texas, or Texas Walter. <laughs> no, he's too busy to that. He's busy. So Probably. I won't bother. Um, Haas. Haas, I hope is not a team, so it can we don't know how to do it. But uh, um, you know what? I'm I'm going to give them. Well, McLaren's orange. Ooh, this is getting this is getting tough because all the good colors. You know are what? Gone no, now. give Haas brown. Okay, that's fair. You know, yeah, because uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's the poop color. <laughs> you know, like thank you. <laughs> I was go. trying really hard to find like the non-swear word word for yeah, that, yeah. and it was just my brain was having an aneurysm. <laughs> um, so yes, it's the poop color, and poop it's the color. poop team. Yeah, I mean, you um, and Alpine's the last one, which I think we just say pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, Alpine is is Pepto Bismol. That's, that's that's for fair. sure. That's fair. I, yeah, that's that's a solid that's a solid list. Right, I'll give you the and list. And then. It makes it very child friendly. Mm-hmm. You right? can cheer for the one, the you know, you can yeah. 
You yeah. just you just cheer for for you know where your color is when you look at the racing, you know. Creatively you nice. You can just look at the color of the cars and be like, oh, that's you know this team ahead of this team. Mm-hmm. It's got all the colors of the rainbow right there. Right, inclusivity. Right? Exactly. As well. He's got everything that the sport wants. Yeah, because right now. My my brain is getting confused between white, white, and white. <laughs> yeah, or or the or all the carbon fiber, or all the or carbon the fiber. Two. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all white and black, and then you've got a couple cars that have a personality. Which speaking of carbon fiber, you know, and, and McLaren and and livery changeups, there is more paint on the McLaren, the Triple Crown livery. The black that I originally, the, the, the black nose, the cigarette uh, ash Wait, part, yes. I originally thought was carbon fiber, but, but it's paint. No, it is. How And however, the car is doing, well, at least for Piastri, the car is doing better. So mm. I think we we made a joke some some episodes ago that maybe the, re- the way to make the the, the cars well, go, go well is to have more paint because it seems to be that the cars that have more paint as in Red Bull, Aston Martin, and kind of now Ferrari, uh, are doing better. Maybe. Typically. But do we all lose the paint pool? So Walter or well, any, and no, everyone on I was the getting to that. I was getting to that. Oh, do they hold up, hold still up. have, do they still have, regardless of scraping off paint? Because it wasn't just scraping off paint. Changing paint was our big one. Changing paint was our big one. So um do they one? I was under the impression that the Pepto Bismol was for the whole season. So I remember my paint pool being Alpine because I wanted that pink gone, mm-hmm. which it's now gone. Um, and then for Walter, it was removing the screen advertisement. That's still there though, specifically. So is it still there with the triple crown? That is still there with the triple crown. Okay. You know what? Technically. Technically, you have the notes in front of you. What did we say? I, I've never been so furious in I'm my sorry. life. You are now two for two. You have technically won both. You're going, to, or you're going to win both, because you were going to say Williams, but then you changed it because you got the teams mixed up. Remember? Yes. So you and I think we actually did talk about the Pepto Bismol car before, and and this was this is in our very by the way this is our very first episode. So everyone can go check out. It's called the inaugural qualifying. It's a, I think one of, it was a really good one. If you want to hear how nervous and scared and, and cringy I was, that's a really fun fun one to talk about uh, to see. But you actually chose McLaren for the paint pool. Did I? You did. You can see right here, <laughs> Mary M A McLaren. Ah. So technically. Oh wait, Walter picked no teams. No team. Which I picked McLaren. You picked McLaren. Right. We had talked about how much I hated the Pepto-Bismol and made fun of um, advertisements. Yeah. And contracts. you also, your your big thing with the paint pool was you wanted McLaren to get rid of the or, the blue because it had made yes. no sense to that have the blue the without one, the yes. golf I didn't like the Pepto-Bismol there. and I didn't like the blue. Yeah. But um, so here's the thing though. If they keep the triple crown, do I win considering I s- that they no longer have any blue? I say you win. Compl- I say, yeah. Okay. okay. I'd say so. I think that's where we need to. I think that's where we need to talk with Walter sometime. Is does is is the the limited crown livery? If it stays limited, does that count as a livery change? Actually, you know what? We shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't just talk. To, Walter should have a, a, a say on it too, because yeah, obviously I, his. I say. I say we else. circle back to this next episode. You definitely do, but I guess like listeners, you 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 chime in. Let us know. Do, does Marianne win it 
almost by default because of the triple crown delivery change, even if it doesn't stay. I'm all right with a default win. But yeah, I, I think have, that if I it stays. no honor on this side, so a win to win. <laughs> you, you definitely don't have any much honor. Yeah. No, 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 it's yeah. not there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm a very honorable person until I need, until something about winning comes up, until my competitiveness can show, and then that's all hands off. I don't yeah. care. I, I have no, I have no, apolog- I'm not apologetic about my chances to win on things. But yeah, so technically, I guess you kind of win this one so far. We'll see. Maybe. We'll, we'll, see. See. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see at the end. I'll take it, but, but we'll yeah. see. I still think that the more paint you put on the card, the better the card does. It's so. very orc thinking from like Warhammer 40k, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Just more paint does but it better. With that said, the purple ones should be invisible and the red ones should go faster. The yellow ones should explode more. <laughs> the blue ones should be smarter. Yeah. There you go. Well, in that case, Williams would be doing way better upgrades, but they haven't done... I don't think they've done any. Wait, actually, I think any. Red Bull has, like, three of those four colors. Yeah, so they're... Yeah. They're explosive, fast, and smart. Yeah, but the problem is, is they're not explosive enough. There needs to be more yellow to there explode more. There needs to be more, more yellow, I yeah. want more... I, I I don't know. I just I just want more. I love I, it. I want more fiery fire in that, but... But anyways, if, if you have any thoughts on whether this counts as a technical win or not um you can reach out to us at our discord our instagram our what else do we have we have twitter we have twitter we also have a gmail we, we have, have an a email. gmail we so have an email the fworld.pod at gmail.com there we go and then we have uh so email us i've been i've been trying to do more well one of the episodes walter has said that if you were wrong and so someone corrects you on something that means you never have to be wrong on that thing ever again so look at it like the positive of, of of being corrected, and what? it's been a really good good week. I'm also 100 percent misquoting him. What does that have to do with Gmail? Because I'm uh, so confused. Because the, the episode was I should have explained more. I was I was talking about how much I don't like to be wrong, and he was saying like he doesn't mind being wrong or being corrected because then he never becomes wrong again in this certain factor. So for those who want to reach out and you have a, you have a fact you want to correct us on reach out even if it's just even if okay. it's just so you're we're wrong about something people to correct us. Yeah. i get it now i don't know i'm not encouraging was, i'm encouraging them to reach out for if they want to correct us but i'm also i do not need you to correct me all the time no <laughs> i don't need i don't need that but yeah um <laughs> I, I know i like being i like being the top of the not like being i like being the king of the castle i'm king of the, yeah. chair, king of the chair captain the chair here so captain yeah. the chair king of the castle if you want to join the castle you can. It's easy. You go to Discord and uh, and plug in the F World underscore pod. No, just the F World podcast. Ah, there we on go. Discord. So and then for Twitter, it's the F World underscore pod. Okay. Tw- Twitter doesn't like dots, which right. really annoyed me. So is it the Instagram the one with the dot? Yeah, Instagram okay. and Gmail one with the dots. That's typically what it would normally be, but then Twitter doesn't like. So there you e- go. Elon doesn't like consistency across. Other so many ways to reach us. So many ways to reach us. You can also on any of these uh, social media, you can hit the little link tree that's in the is in our bio, where it sends you to. You can send you to listen to it, to the episodes via Spotify, and you can also send you to CIVL uh, Civil Radio and CIVL.ca to interact there, see the next the shows that are on there, and you can also find the other social medias that we have all through one link. It's actually really nice and easy. Nice. That. Just a click. Just a click away from. All of us, all this interaction. 
So from all of us here on the F world, uh, we're going to go say we're going to say goodbye for a little bit of time. Unfortunately, there's no race this weekend. I'm going to cry and go through a little bit of withdrawal, but we'll be back hopefully uh, next Monday at one o'clock p.m. on civl.ca and civil rate and civl 101.7 FM in Abbotsford. As always, to our homie in Belgium who still downloads it faster than everyone else, you're an MVP. Yours in racing. Bye.